Welcome to the Sailing Into Oblivion podcast, where we hear stories from everyday people who do extraordinary things. I'm your host, Jerome Rand. People can hear it. <laughs> All right, we've got a dean here. Hi. I got that right this time. I'm, I'm kind of a moron. Uh, welcome to the show, Adine. How's it going? How are you? Very good. Thank you for uh, not only coming, but she showed up uh, with presents, yeah, which well, that's a first here on the Sailing well, Into Oblivion. Hosting, so you get presents. That's how it works. <laughs> Thank you. You want to just put that mic just a little closer to you? There we go. That, that should be perfect. Awesome. Well, I always start out the same way. What would you sail in here on? Uh, it's a 1977 or 78 Endeavor 32 uh, that Matt has owned, my, my partner has owned for about eight years. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, we, uh, we bought it. Uh, from his ex in the summer of last year. And we built it out with solar and uh, batteries and uh, water filtration. And we had this idea that we were just going to go, like, give up all our shit and go. <laughs> was it in rough, rough shape? Or? No, it was in great shape. Matt's oh. maintained it beautifully over you the years. You just outfitted it for? We just outfitted, outfitted it for off-grid. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, which was you know, interesting. And Matt is an electrician. So he, he's like, I got it. I said, okay, you go for it. Done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so are awesome. you, are you even hooked into the shore power here? We are. Yeah, you are, yeah. we can. It, and it's hooked up kind of cool. You know, we have, uh, water, um, we collect water from different sources. On oh, the nice. Yeah. 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 We just don't have the, like, if you can, like, you can't suck up salt water. Right. Right. Um, the desalinization filtration. We don't have that part of our system. But. Neither do I. I. I have just one of those little emergency hand pumps. Yeah. Uh, for when I'm, you know, way uh, out there and yeah. stuff. So but, you're mostly at a marina. Uh, yeah, yeah, and just I. I mean, I catch as much as I can. I wouldn't do it around here. There's so much pollution yeah, in the yeah. air. And but the uh, yeah, the oh, pollen alone God. would be Everything super is gross. Yellow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It. It was kind of interesting though. You know. I didn't realize just how fun it would actually be to to take on the challenge of becoming like off grid. Oh yeah. On a boat. Like I, you know, initially I remember when I first got the solar installed and had the little uh control box mm -hmm. and I'd be able to watch mm -hmm. it and then all of a sudden I kept looking at it all the time like, ooh, how much power so am then I producing? You added an inverter and then you yeah. Know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Put some extra outlets in there and Do you guys so you guys have solar? We have solar. We have oh, do you have wind? Matt's going to kill me if I get this wrong. No, we don't have wind. Oh, okay. Uh, I, you know, you're going to have to ask him another time. We have, uh, we have two lithium batteries. I think they're a hundred, hundred watt. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, yeah. That I, makes sense. I don't know how they're, I don't know how they're described. Right, <laughs> right. It's silly, but it's not my job. So I kind of. No, 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 no. That's totally have enough fine. room in my head to store <laughs> all that information. Well, let me ask you this. How many panels do you have? We have two panels. I think they're a thousand watt each. That's huge. No, okay. So that's not right. 200? Uh, yeah, that'd okay. be that'd be like a mid to larger size yeah, panel. Yeah. So. And, um, and so we have two lithium batteries and he's got the charge controller and he has the inverter. So we can turn that on if we want to run off our stored battery. Yeah, if you want to energy, plug something right? in, so right? We're out anchored somewhere, and we need 
some power. But we, he also has an, he has the original system set up also, which um, is the deep cell batteries. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, that run the lights and the starter and all that kind of stuff. So we have that also. Right, right. Um, so we have two systems. On oh, the, okay. So I think, uh, yeah, I, 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 in my head, what I'm imagining is you've got the old school, you know, almost like car batteries like I have on here. We do. And then you've got the actual, like, lithium-ion. Right. And that runs new, awesome all the batteries. new stuff that yeah. we, you know, when we decided to live aboard, it runs all that stuff. Well, so. and lithium really has the advantage just because you can actually use all of the electricity that's in them. One would think. Or almost, almost all that. Except we did that one time, and we burned out our batteries oh really yeah oh wow i didn't even so know luckily i thought they, the, the, they were under warranty and the company replaced them but we we burned our lithium batteries like jeez yeah. holy cow and we wow. didn't even run that much like we cooked with a camp stove yeah um our refrigerator is like cooler shaped right you know and it runs dc but it's not that much right we yeah keep it at like six degrees celsius five and chilly it's cold, but <laughs> it doesn't freeze anything. So this one you can't. This some of them are half freezer, half refrigerator. I've never really. Under, I in mine, it's just like one of those what you'd find in a, a college uh, uh, refrigerator. Like the front open. And it has a little tiny yeah, no. ice box. Mm. You couldn't even put a thing at Ben and Jerry's in there. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, we don't have that kind, so I can't speak for that. But I, I'm betting that you probably couldn't keep anything frozen for any decent period of time but it might do well with like if you buy a large amount of salmon or something like that like yeah. let's say you, you know you catch a fish and it's big you don't you know i mean how if much you fish want something you eat? really <laughs> cold yeah, right. yeah so if you have to keep it for like a week or you know a few days to a week it will probably be okay well and so that that fridge is going to be your biggest power draw like it is on this boat right um I don't, you, you don't have I don't, ac or anything do you no we don't no yeah um yeah we, we we thought about that we didn't install it. We figured we'd deal with that when we had to deal with it. And I think basically it was just not going to happen. Aside from putting, don't they do it with water? Uh, yeah, you can have, because Richard has one and, and Carrie and Aaron. All the time. Yeah, it's like a reverse something heater slash air conditioner. Right. But for me, it just sounds complicated and expensive. Yeah, no, we didn't set that up either. No, I, I, I don't know. I mean, my little fans so expensive here. to me is ah. always like, how much are you figure? How much time do you think you're gonna try and figure out how to do it yourself and replace parts when it breaks and or even just have the extra parts on board, which is yeah, a challenge. My mantra always on this boat has been simple, simple, simple. Right. Keep and don't it get too far offshore because you probably forgot the part you need. <laughs> well, that's not my <laughs> mantra. I go as far no, as I, I can. Yeah. But no, you know, in the Caribbean, I had brought uh, down one of those little, like the smallest AC window unit. Mm -hmm. And I had that on the boat when I was on a dock, but it was so rare that I was on a dock. So I almost never, I ended up just leaving it with a friend down there. Yeah. So, because yeah. yeah. I, you know, with just those solar panels and I do have like a, a wind one, but it's a super cheap one. So yeah, they don't always work. They don't work very well. And right. I can't stand the noise. Right. And when it, you know, pipes up in the middle of the night, right. you have to sort of get up and watch and be like, okay, right. is it going to... Is it going to blow off? Yeah, is it going to need, it gonna gonna need me to stop it? Really need this power right now? <laughs> and they yeah. usually have, uh, yeah. you know, automatic brakes and things like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah. it, for whatever reason, when it was really pumping, it, I'd see like 16, 18 volts going into the batteries, which is really bad. So yeah. who knows? It's I don't know. It's very... 
um, it's not confusing. I understand that if you just take the time to learn it, you can, you know, live with oh, it. Oh, yeah. And, um, but it just seems overwhelming when, you, when you're thinking about everything else, too, and this is your first time out, and you're just kind of like, okay, let's go do this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and you have everything else to think about, like, how, what do you store on board to eat? How much water? You know, so it, it's been fun. It's been interesting. It's, uh, it's that not boring thing that we both kind of we're looking for well it is it's it is a yeah. bit of an adventure i mean yeah. you know it it doesn't you don't have to cross an ocean it's no. it's just about yeah. being on the water and it's you're challenging it's harder than everybody thinks oh yeah absolutely because your your house now essentially can right. sink right and like what do you grab first and you're supposed to have yeah. a grab bag and gotta have your grab yeah. bag. Do you have a grab bag i do i do yeah it's uh, but you know it's again for me my situation would be you know, I'm in the middle of an ocean somewhere right. and there's like, right. I'm going to be on my own yeah. uh, until right. the EPIRB signal gets picked right, up right, and right. somebody comes out. Right. But, uh, yeah, you know, we don't have that. We don't need it. We're just coming down this inside river. Right. Well, where, where did you guys start? Uh, we started from Philly. Well, just oh, north okay. of Philly. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, we were in, uh, I guess, Ben Salem, Pennsylvania. Okay. In a marina there. And, um, we left there in pea soup fog on the morning of uh, late October. Yeah. Um, and we literally didn't see any boats. We saw two boats by the time we got to the C&D channel. Oh, really? Yeah. So we went from Philly all the way down, like hours. Yeah. There were bridges that came up. The Ben Franklin Bridge, which is huge. and Oh, like, like just coming out of the mist? Yeah. <laughs> literally in front of you. Right. You know, you figure, oh, it's a huge bridge. We're going to see it way back there. No, like, yeah, it was cool. It was oh cool. Oh, my gosh. It was interesting. That's always pretty nerve-wracking for yeah. me, it getting in the, out, in the know. fog. I, well, I just, I, I remember quite a few incidents uh, up near, like, George's Bank in Cape mm -hmm. Cod where mm -hmm. I'd be just totally socked in. Yeah. And all these fishing boats and stuff would be popping up on the AIS, but right. then disappearing yeah. because they're sort of turning their things on and off. yeah. yeah. Uh, cause they don't want to give away all their yeah, spots, yeah, yeah, but right. so you can't, you, you, you can't see slow, them. You yeah. kind of hear yeah. them. Yeah. It is one of those things, yeah. but I don't know. It unnerves me for it wasn't, sure. It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't like that up there because honestly, nobody's fishing in the Delaware river. Yeah. I can and imagine. It was, <laughs> <laughs> is that like a, like, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's all brown water basically. It is, and yeah, and it's okay. been dredged, you know, so it used to be dredged all the way up past, uh, where I grew up in Levittown, um, that was like the steel mill. Levittown was like the, the first suburb in the United States. Oh, really? Yeah. So all this sprawl is, yeah, Levittown is responsible for <laughs> oh, <laughs> suburban wow. sprawl they, in this they country. Led the, uh, yeah, they led, led the, the revolution. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it was a great place to grow up. At, you know, at the time it was nice. Um, but yeah, it, um, so they had steel mills and different, you know, large corporations that manufactured things 3m was there oh okay yeah uh, roman haas you know u.s steel huge yeah so they dredged the river to like 50 60 feet so that oh to ocean get all the going, shipping yeah, yeah like okay huge ships would come up that we would spend um days evenings my mom raised me by herself she didn't have much money and so she always found cool things to do Go and watch that the ships. <laughs> yeah. So we would either watch like the airplanes come in on a landing strip, or we would go down to the river, and she'd pack dinner. And oh, sandwiches. that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So it was neat. 
and uh, but that has all disappeared, you know. So they, oh, all that big industry and yeah, stuff. So yeah, so it's rare to see. At one point, there was a company making windmills on the grounds of U.S. Steel in Fairless Hills, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Massive windmills that you see offshore. Yeah, with like 80 Yeah, and you see them going blades. down 95, going south on 95. Yeah, on yeah. These big trucks to get delivered. It was cool. Oh, man. Um, but that only lasted a couple of years. So is it, is it all sort of vacated it old has, industry? And like, it's, it's happened on the residents to absorb uh, the tax burden that these large corporations Oh, just basically so, shucked off instead of out? Yeah, so the housing values have gone down because you can't work. You know what I mean? There's not a whole lot of work. Right, right. Um, and the school district, therefore the taxes going into the schools have gone down, and the schools are not that great, so people don't want to move there. Oh, it's a then vicious you cycle, buy yeah. buy a, a cheap house there, your taxes are really high because you're bearing the burden of... Right, the industry right, that right. they lost you know it's it's an interesting yeah well and that's i mean we i see that anytime i'm going home to michigan because yeah. obviously i go through yeah. detroit and it's that yeah. same sort of yeah. although you know i think the most astounding like area like that i've ever seen is gary indiana i hear that i, I mean we've seen documentaries on holy that, cow I, is it I, really that bad it's literally you go from one minute there's like green grass and trees yeah. and the next minute it's it just like miles upon yeah. miles of ancient yeah. smokestacks some of the industry still going down there oh, but a lot amazing. of it's just completely but there are these gigantic dinosaur looking buildings i mean it's yeah. awe-inspiring when you look at it yeah. but you realize that it's it's all pretty, pretty Well, when bad you consider pollution. the technology and the ingenuity and the excitement that went behind building all that stuff, when that's what they thought would help. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, there was a time that was progress. Thought, yeah. It was like, whoa, here we go. Right. They were progressive. It's that's the sort of stuff now, that, but, yeah, yeah, it built the backbone of the country. Right, you know? and it provided for a lot of opportunity for a lot of people. And, um, you know, I guess it's a hard pill to swallow that that's... It built the tanks that won the war. Not, not available anymore. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, you know, things change and you adapt, which is kind of what we're doing. And it's surprising to me, not surprising, well, it's um, warming to me to see people your age just saying, you know what, we're not, we're not going to go for the huge college yeah, bill. Yeah, it is cool. We're not going that? for the $250,000 house and we're not mortgaging ourselves until we're 70. Right, right. And, you know, and you're saying, you know what, I can, I can do this without you. You're not going to give me a job with a pension? In 20 years, I'll work for myself, make more money. I'll invest my own money. Well, and most people seem to be having way more fun and just, I I don't know, living life more fully when they're out on these boats. I mean, some of the, there was another guy, Eli. Did you know Eli up there? So I met, well, yes. Technically, I know. Technically, you knew Eli. (laughs) When we arrived on that rainy Saturday. Yeah. Eli was leaving. Oh, okay. So we literally passed each other. Right, right. And so he was getting off on his boat, and we were already tied up. So Matt was on on our boat, on Glitter still. And so I ran over, and I said, you guys need any help? Because, you know, he had his friends, and they were all doing shit. Yeah. No, 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 we're okay. And, I mean, that, you know, those 10-minute, those two-minute conversations you yeah, have with yeah. people where you learn so much about them. I know. Well, Eli was like that. Yeah. They, when he got on here, we yeah. started just scratching the surface on the bees yeah. and all that. Yeah. He was he was great. I, yeah. I don't think he's actually made it back to Philly <gasps> yet. Really? Supposedly. That's word. That's the rumor mill around oh, here. Yeah. But uh, Well, I would believe that. It took us ages to get down. Like, well, this is as far as we... Our, we were going to go to the Bahamas. 
Oh, then really? Because of all the COVID bullshit, yeah. we're like, okay, we're just going to go to the Keys. I, I but think this is as far as we made it. A lot of people are sort of just like, you know what? Let's the plans we had for this year. Let's just do it next right. year. Right. You just you take opportunity where you find it, and we thought this is such a this has been such a great place to us. Like we don't. Oh, so neat, isn't it? It's surprise. I'm shocked. It's a diamond in the rough. You wouldn't even know it's well, here. Well, no, people know. They're coming. You know, there's houses are selling like crazy. Oh, oh, yeah, I know, I know. But this marina is, is such a gem. I know. Yeah. It's it's so cool. A friend recommended it to me years yeah. ago, and uh, this is only my second winter down here, and I was only here for like half of mm-hmm. last year, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. It's been great. I'm looking forward to all of April and then all of May, and then I go north, but yeah. who knows? Hopefully I'll be able to come back, but we'll see. Yeah. We don't know. I mean, uh, you know, our plan is to go back home over the summer like we did last year from Key Largo. Oh, okay. So you you still have to go further south? We can do whatever we want. That's we Oh, that's <laughs> a, that was a trick question. Like no. we told everybody. <laughs> I kind of feel like we told everybody, we'll be back in June. But now I kind of feel like we lied. Right, it's right. It's not that we lied. It's just that you can't, you can't live like this and make plans. No, not real hard concrete plans. I mean, you can say yes, this is our goal. Yeah. But then something's gonna happen. Something's gonna, you know, it could either be a bad thing or a good thing. Something will happen, and you'll say, you know what? Hey, let's we we're just staying here right now. Right, right. For a little bit. No, exactly. Well, and that I that is one of the nicest parts, just being able to sort of not have five years of your life planned right. like okay i'm just gonna keep working hard i'll get that promotion the finances and I'll do that. To pay for that yeah. yeah yeah right exactly i mean we came here because of we love it here now we're staying here now because we like it but we came here because we had we we got beat up uh going into charleston we just oh really yeah i've never done this before matt's sailed before you know, he owned the boat. I have never, ever done this. <laughs> I have only so do tell what happened. <laughs> I've only sailed like on day sails on the Delaware River up by Bristol. And were you got you guys were offshore then or coastal? Um, we came down the ICW exclusively the whole way. And uh-huh. then he said, do you do you want to go out? And I'm like, well, I get really, really sick. Like oh, not okay. just, oh, I feel nauseous. I'm down. You, I can't stand up straight. Oh, wow. My head spins. I can't think. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And we'd been living on the boat for all this time. And I'm like, all right, well, let's do it. Let's give it a shot. Yeah, I'm not getting sick. This is great. So everything, everybody, there was a guy. I can't remember his name now. I wish I could. This really nice person that we met on the Bob423 facebook page he's like an icw cruiser he's an old guy oh and okay. his wife go back and forth back and forth oh it's like they a know plethora every of wisdom it's all, like they know everything about yeah it. yeah so they published this book and it's a good resource and what's that called bob 423 bob 423 yeah, the bob everybody calls it the bob tracks oh okay oh i think bob, i've heard that term tracks, before yeah. yeah yeah so we did only actually we weren't getting them live we were getting them from his book you know his book is saying you're going to see this, but don't do it. Go this right, way. Right, right. To the point where you're like, really? I'm going to... Really? It's kind of like that green marker out there on the corner of this little yeah. marsh. Yeah. If you go anywhere near that, you're going to run aground. Yeah. And just like us, where our boat is right now, every time low tide comes, I'm like, are we going to go sideways? <laughs> I can't believe that we're not stuck in the muck. Yeah, I know, I know. Where we are. It's so freaking cool. Well, for a long time, uh, years ago, they used to, uh, like the boats, I think, would go and... and 
be tied up and throw it in forward and try yeah. and sort of dredge it, so to speak, yeah, over there. Keep it, keep it but clean. normally, yeah, it's just yeah. a catamaran that's in that slip. Yeah, it's so weird to wake up in the mornings because we are so far down below the building underneath the. Yeah, top. yeah. Like you're, like, yeah, you're looking up and it's just all you see is pilings and oyster clusters and brown. And yeah, water yeah, right. At least you get a nice little, you get a little shade in it's there. Crazy. I suppose yeah, it's when crazy. it's when it's hotter out, that'll come into play for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Well, hopefully we won't. I mean, I realize hot comes next week. But. Uh, yeah, I know it does. It, it, it we go from just like wow, it's so cold. Really I can't chilly. wait till it warms up yeah. to just dang, it's hot. Yeah. But. Okay, well, back to Charleston, so okay. set us up. All right, so anyway, we're heading, uh, we decided, he said to me, you know, you want to go? We said, all right, so we decided at the New River Inlet, yeah. which is below Southport. Uh, right? Somewhere around there. We checked the weather. There was this dude that we met on Bob's Facebook page, his blog page, and um, he said, listen, I've checked the weather. I've, I've, I know this area. I grew up in the area. Trust me, like we got to be, I could ask him any question we wanted as we were going and he would answer. It was great. It was a great resource. Yeah. And he said, everything's good. The weather's great. Seas are great. Go. And was it just a, an overnight or? Just an overnight. Just an overnight. Just to go to Charleston. We thought it was just an overnight. Right. Well, it was interesting because one of the really cool things about it, it was right through the um, uh, the protected area where the right whales. Oh, yeah, yeah come there's so, little sections there yeah, yeah so that was cool it was cool we were kind of hoping we'd see that did you see any no. no no i didn't see anything shucks yeah i was sick <laughs> i was sick so so we had this great sunset we knew that the weather was going to be great and we go out and we want you know we're out there and the sun's going down we're out for two hours and then all of a sudden everything changed <laughs> yeah in a moment's oh, notice yeah you know we had wind behind us and from underneath us and from like it, it was it was so the boat was wagging yeah. It was rolling. Right. It was bouncing. And I two hours in, I was down for the count. It was a shame. Oh, so geez. Matt sailed all the way by himself overnight. Through the night into Charleston. So I finally passed out, and I woke up in the morning uh, to the sound of somebody hailing us, hailing the little blue sailboat. Yeah. Is it you know, on my starboard side. This is Captain ship. So-and-so. It's this guy in this massive container ship Yeah, coming up on us. He's like, you got to get out of the channel. We're like, no, we don't know the area. We're going to stay right in the channel. He's like, no, you got to get out. There's another ship coming at me. Right. I'm moving over. You know, get on the other side <laughs> of the Ritz. He says, believe me, you have plenty you have of water. plenty of water there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So we get in there, and, you know, we find an anchorage in, um, in Charleston, and we slept for an entire day. Yeah. Oh, I, I know that feeling. Yeah. And we got up the next day, and we uh, dingied in, and we kind of walked around a little bit and had dinner and just hung out, you know, walked around the town. Um. We found some grapefruit hanging over somebody's garden in their house, and we got a bunch of oranges. It was, oh, nice. Yeah, it was cool. Um, I think they were the sour oranges. Oh. Like the, the ones from Cuba that they put in not different like marinades and stuff, oh. like sour orange, I think they huh. I don't know. Not like clementines no, or anything no, like that. No, not the cute little ones that are easy to peel. These yeah. are just like little wild things. They were huh. great. So... Finally, we're going to leave Charleston. We read about the fouled anchorages in Charleston. Uh-huh. Uh, we thought we were okay. Wait, what, what exactly does that mean? Uh, that there's uh, anchors and anchor oh, chains. Oh, just a whole bunch of cave, you know, debris down yeah, there. A bunch yeah, of debris. And, um, 
So it turns out that they were, a, there was, it was fouled and it was a blessing and a curse because we went through a storm there that might, you know, um, my timeline is really off. We went through so many storms coming down. It took us three weeks to get out of the Chesa- Chesapeake Bay. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. We got beat up so Holy bad. Smokes. It was crazy. So anyway, <laughs> Matt's trying to pull up the anchor. It's stuck on something. Yeah. Right. We've got current coming at us. We have a um, a float right over the anchor. He made an anchor float, you know, so Smart. we would know because um, this is all new to me, right? So I'm having to steer the boat and keeping the boat hovering over the anchor, or yeah. over the anchor, anchor because we're yanking so hard on the current, right? Yeah. He's pulling. He can't get the anchor up. And finally, he comes back to get things to cut wire. I'm like, runs back really quick and he runs back up and he's cutting and I'm like what the hell is going on you know and here he got held up on some wire on some cable and so it was hell to get out we finally get out of there we get it over to the marina safe harbor marina in Charleston and we you know we're sitting there and we're our bows facing the current so our our starboard sides at the dock you know and we're filling up water and doing a pump out and getting uh, fuel and um we're hanging and we, Matt checks the oil like he always does every time we stop and before we start he checks and yeah. there's nothing. Oh really? Our engine, our motor doesn't burn any oil, but there's no oil. Right? He puts in a quart, still no oil. What the f- we put in, uh, this is stupid. We put in a bunch of. Qu- <laughs> He's gonna kill me for saying that. <laughs> no, I mean that's the story. That's why we got here. So we ended up putting in four, and I'm like, why don't we turn it? O-? He turns it on, and of course, there's too much oil in there by four quarts because our motor does not burn oil. We knew that, like you know. But this was just the thing. We just came from the anchorage, and we're all st- yeah. I mean, you stressful. get sort of flustered. Right? It's and crazy. It's hard to make. Yeah, that's where a lot of you know mistakes do get yes. made especially too if you're tired yes you got all that stuff going yes. on but so we just had this thing you know three so days ago. the dipstick just wasn't showing it any? wasn't showing so anyway that's, it was then finally weird. we're like too much yeah <laughs> right, right. So then we got to figure out how to get it out without fouling the bilge and getting a bunch of you know so anyway we get that it's all taken care of it's great yeah you know we're working on that and there's a woman in front of us that is uh, trying to get down to Florida, and she's going by herself. She's going 44 hours solo from Charleston down to Florida. Yeah. And um, so the current is coming at our bow, and she's docked bow to bow with us. Oh, okay, yeah. She gets ready to go. She's by herself. She pushes off, gets out, and the current won't let her steer out. Get out of the way, yeah. She's heading right, she's right, heading right at you. So there was no major damage, but we were just like, <laughs> we're like, how could this get any? Look, you know when you yeah, get that point, right. you're just like, oh my god. Well, it's that snowball effect. Yes. Excuse me, it's just done one thing, next thing, and and you end up so frazzled that anything you look at right? breaks. It's like everything, yeah. So anyway, we get out of there. Uh, there's that weird little bridge when you go branch off of Charleston and you go up. I don't, I don't even remember anymore. I'm not even going to try. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, so we found the next anchorage. It looked like this great anchorage. We pull up on it. There's a, a boat there on a mooring. We're like, oh, this boat's on a mooring. This is a great anchorage, right? This guy's permanently, this is great. Yeah. We go in there. We find a place. We're looking. We got plenty of water underneath us. It was beautiful. There was this weird train tracks going through the marshes. Like, oh, really? 
yeah, it was the strangest thing, but it was cool. We're like, this is awesome. We're sitting on the boat and we're watching the sunset, and all of a sudden, Matt goes, the boat's not moving anymore. <laughs> we look, and of course, we're. Oh, ground. Like, it's like it seemed like as soon as we dropped our anchor, it just displaced all the water in the whole <laughs> cove. <laughs> right? so, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So we fired up and remember the anchor float I told you about? Yeah. Yeah, well, that line got tied up in our in our prop. Oh, my gosh. Right. So we move over to the next place. We're going, okay, we got five feet under us. This is good. Oh, my God. You know, we go down. Same thing happens. We drop the anchor. It just displaced all the water in the whole cove. <laughs> we're on ground again so now is it a ground enough where it's just sitting there or it's like tilted over it was starting to heal oh okay well she's a full keel yeah she's an endeavor so you know we just throw her into reverse or we do whatever and she pushes herself off she's amazing right and it's not going to damage it it doesn't damage the boat we don't have to worry about yeah our keel getting knocked off so these old boats are designed basically to be able to dry out so that's how they used to paint the bottoms she's amazing Yeah. yeah yeah she's a good boat Anyway, we get out, and we finally were like, screw this. We went right outside the Reds, right in the channel. <laughs> we dropped our anger. We're like, we don't care. Yeah, like, right. We're swinging. Who has to go around us? We don't care. Yeah. So then we get up in the morning. It's great. We have our coffee, and then we have to dive the prop to get the line. Right, right. Yeah, so we, that takes us three hours. Who did that? We both did. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Good for you. Well, Team effort. We, I mean, you have to, right? You can't just have one. Not exactly, no. <laughs> you could have been like, well, I'm going to make breakfast. No. <laughs> well, we had a lot of reasons where we both were deciding. And this is always a, a conversation with us anyway because we're older. Mm-hmm. So we have those conversations. Like if it's me or you, like what happens? You know, oh, you, oh. You have to. Right, You're right, older. Right, right. Yeah. Right? Which is kind of, that's a whole nother challenge to living this this sort of lifestyle, this sort yeah. Of lifestyle, the when when we are now at our time in life, it's interesting. You don't look very old. I'm 57 and Matt is 60. You said so just children. So, well, <laughs> you get your whole you lives ahead that, of you. You're right, and you say that until you hit that age because your brain is like, yes, we're gonna uh, go yeah. do this, and then your body's kind of like, like, what are you? Slow what? down, Jack. Are you nuts? <laughs> Shut up. Go to bed. You're drunk. Yeah. So um, it, it's an interesting thing. So we decided, you know, we'll put our wet. The water was cold. It was 55. Yeah. We're both small people. You know, like we knew we were going to get cold fast. We're not, we don't, we don't do this. We right, don't put right. our wetsuits on and jump in cold water. You know, we're not used to this. Yeah. So anyway, um, Matt went in first. He came out cold. He, he went in with a, um, you know, a carton blade, a box. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah box cutter he he went in and he managed he went under he met but you can't see no right? you can only see about six inches in this water it's crazy if that right so he goes it's not that far down our keel's only four two so it's not that bad but he goes down and of course in the back it's not quite that far and he manages to cut what he thinks is like a big knot and he comes up and i'm like all right i'm going in i get down there and i i panicked it was the weirdest thing i was like oh man i knew he was right there but i couldn't see him yeah you know it's the weirdest feeling being under the boat i could breathe i can swim you know i can snorkel i'm i'm fine right right but, but when, there's when you're a, under there yeah. it's cold as hell and you can't see it's a spooky i don't even like being underneath right? this boat here on the dock right and so it's these little things that you think are no big deal like yeah i'll go in the water and fix it no problem until you're 
in there. In and then there, you're like, yeah. whoa. Start breathing like, whoo, whoo, This okay, is so weird, right? Yeah. So luckily I have like these weird toes where I can spread them out and pick things up. And that's oh, nice. like, he says, <laughs> he's smart. He says, do you think you could feel the rope with your toes? I was like, oh, yeah, maybe. So he's in the dinghy by this time, right? And I'm holding on to the dinghy, and I'm, like, hugging my body down against oh, the hull of the so. boat so I can feel it. And I could feel it. So he had we took our, our boat hook and, a um, like, a trim saw, like a DeWalt trim saw that I had, you know, one of the ones that bend. Oh, that you can slide, you know, for woodworking, yeah. doing. Right, right. And um, he took that, and we taped it to the end of our hook, and he sat in the dinghy and, like, <laughs> sawed at it you know when he thought he felt oh my metal gosh. he's like no this is good no I, that's good and then oh this is not metal and he'd go like that yeah it was great and then i'd go down and feel with my toes yeah it's good you know the prop shaft yeah yeah, feel, yeah right it's all clear yeah so on one, either side of the skeg so i wrap my toe around it and then i go on the other side it was fucking oh stupid. my gosh what a right you never debacle know, <laughs> you never know what skills you have well, I that I that's one of the things about being on a it. boat, yeah, is it, it will challenge you. Every stupid in, thing you know how to do becomes useful. Yeah, oh, exactly, yeah, right? exactly. And it's always yeah. eventful. I mean, you yeah. that's probably something you would never forget yeah. for yeah. quite a long yeah. time. Yeah. So we ended up we, we get we finally get done and then we can't go as far as we thought we were gonna be able to go because we wasted three hours doing this. So right, right. Here. And we said let's just stay here for a couple days. Yeah. And we'll go on a mooring over in Beaufort and we'll just hang out and then we'll get on our way. And um, yeah, a week went by. And then it has a bit <laughs> of a magnetic Christmas. draw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I have often thought about, you know, seeing about getting a, a slip over at the city marina and don't all that stuff. Go but over there. No, this, this no. place, I like, I'd like to be right next to downtown, but at the same time, I like. A little Honestly, bit of distance. it's a 10-minute walk over the bridge. Oh, like, I know. I, yeah. I run it every day. Yeah, and don't, don't, don't go. Like, first of all, there's nowhere for you. There are so many liveaboards over there that they have all the spaces up close. Right, right, right. So they're going to put you out. And we were on this finger dock that um, one side was losing its, it was sinking. So the dock was always like this. It was <laughs> really narrow. It was like, if it was 36 inches wide... Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was crazy. It was slippy. Well, and if the and if the wind's blowing out of the south, does it rock and roll in there? So when south means it's coming up the river. Up the right? river, okay. yeah. So when the tide's coming in, it was at our stern. Uh huh. So the boat's wagon. Right, right. And then if the weather kicks up, it's coming at our side. So we're now we're rocking. Now you're rocking that way. Yeah, yeah. And it was. Yeah, that's for for my money. That's one of the things that this marina provides better than almost any I've been in. Is that I mean, maybe it gets a little bouncy if the wind's coming directly out of the west right. really hard. But it's only one way. Oh my gosh, I know. If yeah, it's only moving one way. That's no big it's deal. It's so protected because <laughs> yeah. that's there's nothing worse yeah. than trying to sleep and you're listening to lines yeah. creaking and yeah. groaning and all that sort of yeah. stuff. And I don't know. Everybody's so close here that if you know. If Aaron's got a slapper on his mast, his one of yeah, his halyards yeah. making a bunch of noise, I can hop right on his boat yeah, and fix, yeah, just take, fix it. Be yeah. like, give me that. Dude, yeah, put your earplugs in or go fix it. Some marinas, <laughs> you get shot doing that. But No, it's cool. No, yeah. this place is nice. Well, that sounds like it was quite an adventure to get down here. It was, but like we, you know, Matt and I only met a few years ago. 
Okay. Um, we haven't been together that long. Yeah. So his plan was to sail away on his boat, and my plan was to uh, drive away in my camper. I was going to make a camper and make a little sewing studio inside, and I was going to follow uh, music festivals and just oh, wow. like, okay. sew hippie shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and twirly things and, you know, cross-country bags or, yeah, cross-body bags that you could put your phone and your weed and all that kind of crap in, you know, and that's, right. I was just going to cruise around that way. Plus, from being in the service, I have a lot of friends in the country and I was just going to, like, drive up on people. Hey. Yeah, right, hey, can right. can I park in your driveway? <laughs> so, um, so we got talking and, you know, a few sushi dinners later, we decided, hey, you know, you want to, let's try and do this together. Yeah so that it's safer there's you know safety in numbers and this would be great nobody wants to be by themselves right so since we had the boat we decided to go on the boat and it's been um it's interesting you know every single you can i don't think you can prepare for this not really not not with any realistic scope of what it's actually going to be like right there's just such a romantic notion and that's that surrounds sailing bullshit. it is i mean there it's yeah not. there's there's some stuff there are perks but the realities of you know yeah. life at sea when, yeah. whenever people uh i talk to that are like oh i want to get a boat it sounds like it'd be so much fun yeah, but it's not, boring. it's so not boring it's not boring no but it's it's there's a reason the majority of the human race lives in, you know, or why houses. they stopped being nomadic and decided <laughs> right. to, it, to live the way they live. It's, it's much not easier. always comfortable. It's not always, yeah. you know, you don't have that that little little house that you can retreat yeah. to. Yeah. But it gets that, easier. Oh, it does definitely. And it gets more interesting because you know you you feel like, um, you know, things happen and you get a year under your belt, and you get another year under your belt, and then five and ten for these people that are experienced. And but things still happen. Yeah, yeah. That you oh, don't yeah. expect. Yeah. Like, you know that that when you least expect it, expect it, kind of thing. And um, you know, if you keep a a clear mind about it, that just makes it interesting. It's like, okay, I got this. How am I going to figure this out? I can just sit here and like pray for the fairy to come in and fix it, but. Or I can tackle this, yeah. Because I have to. Yeah, no, true. So you find out what you're made of. I mean, if you're having any kind of an existential (laughs) 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 crisis in your life, like the best thing to do is just uh, sell all your shit and move into your car and just drive away and see if you can survive a week. Go and experience some things, yeah. See how. Go see what you can see. See what it's like outside of the comfort zone. I used to always do that to my mom, uh, try and get her out of her comfort right? zone. We like I made her go and we did scuba diving when really? I was living in wow. the Caribbean and she, you know, at first she was comfortable doing the little training in the pool and then we went in the ocean and then we went straight on to I think we did like a night dive <gasps> at a place called the Invisibles and she was she was like freaked out. But when she got out of there, she was so excited. Yeah. And it's something she'd never forget, yeah. ever. And yeah. I think the goal is, um, you know, when you're breathing your last breath, to not say something stupid like, oh, I wish I had done that thing. Like, that's the goal. Those are words to live by. Like, if you're presented with an opportunity, no matter how stupid it is, if you're not going to die, do it. Yeah. Well, you know, I think even a lot of people don't even, uh, at this point, try and come up with these dreams of, of doing things or goals like big sort of all well, I think they seem lofty goals. because 
honestly, the goal of going to college, oh, finding the a partner one. that you get yeah. along with, buying the house, having the kids, that is near impossible at this point, right? It, it's not easy. It's challenging. And so if those things that you're taught to do, which are supposed to be what everybody does and are supposedly so easy, this is what you do. It's all laid out for you. Here's the blueprint. Right. If that's hard, like com- the complete opposite of that is not even imaginable. Yeah. Like right? throwing out the blueprint and just right. seeing what's going to happen. And like make something up in your head. What's the weirdest thing you can think of? Now go do it. Right. Right. Well, I'll tell you, I mean, when I, before I had this boat, I was working in the Caribbean and there was this guy who he he was working there for a small company and then I think that sort of fizzled out and he had the opportunity where somebody bought him a boat like a 40 something foot boat and he proceeded to just sort of live aboard on this boat in the Caribbean and he could go to different islands yeah. and this and that and I just thought to myself okay you know obviously I would have to buy my own boat but if this guy can if this guy can do sustain it. his <laughs> life on this boat that's what I want to be doing right? and I just and that was when I sort of you know I had that that plan I was just like all right I've got to do the I got to work save enough so that I can actually buy a boat and right. then just go for it right. and the rest is is history I mean it is it's it's it, amazing it turns out that um, the most difficult things you have to do are really not even a thing. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's just a decision. Like you have to figure out what to do with all your free time. Like how is that a bad thing? But it's actually challenging. Oh, definitely. It drives some people up the wall. They're like, I know people that couldn't, they can't even have a job where they don't have like a boss that they have to at least report to their progress because they'll just take advantage Flail. and they'll just be like i don't have to do Instagram anything yeah <laughs> yeah right and i i think to myself i mean i knew it was a bit of a challenge but i've always had little projects and things like that to to always sort of occupy a little bit of my time but what i don't want is something that occupies all of my time right. that i don't really want to be doing right. and that's that whole circle you know the the job that you hate so that you can buy the house that you can't stay in unless you, you have the, the job, job <laughs> hate in order to have the house and then you got to drive to the job that you hate with the car that you have to pay for with the job that you hate to work the job that you hate to get in the car that you you know what it, like it's, I, it's, this, it's this crazy loop that that so many i think a lot of people are trapped in to, how did how did they manage to convince so many people that this is the way to live well, it's obviously appealing. I mean, you know, you get so many people. Yeah, for I'd like to take a poll. For the majority of people. I yeah, I mean, who knows though, really? There could be You know, you see it on social media sites, your friends on Facebook and stuff, they're always bitching. Well, yeah, but that's that's fake though. That's not real. When you go and actually talk to people. That's where you get the the actual, you know, information. I've never I've only ever thought of social media as just complete entertainment. Entertainment. Yeah, Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and that you're right. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's just interesting. Um, all the things that seem like non things in supposedly the real world are just like are things for us. What do you yeah. mean? You have to think about it. You have to. It's an, an event. Like I'm okay. I'm gonna go to work, and on the way, can you? Um, hi, honey. Can you pick up, you know, a steak and salad and some potatoes on the way home from work from the grocery store? Okay. 
well, I mean, we can't do that. No, yeah, exactly, right, you right. Can't just go to the grocery store. Here it's like, okay, well, I've got to pump up the dinghy, and then I got to find a place to stash the dinghy right. so it doesn't get stolen. Right. Then I got to walk to the. Right. Thing. Or you, or you have to pay for it. Or you have to pay for it. Yeah, yeah, true. That's, that's a whole other topic. Oh, what all the little, the little charges? Ooh. Yeah. Although you know, it's kind of crazy down here because they have seem to have a lot of like day docks where you can just pull up to, yeah, and here, they don't cost yeah. any money. Yeah. I mean, you can't use them. You know, you can't just go right. live on it. But no. it's. Uh, yeah. yeah, we've noticed coming down south, starting with um, I think Elizabeth City at the base of the Dismal Swamp, okay. in North Carolina. Uh, they had day docks there or free docks. Um, no, actually, there were a few free docks in the Dismal Swamp, but it was you could get like one or two boats there. Oh, really? One was just at this concrete bulkhead after this tiny little bridge that the bridge tender had to drive to in their car. It was crazy. It was, I think it might be 30 feet across at that point. Uh-huh. Have you, have you been? No, no. Oh. I've never been in the Intercoastal. Yeah. Oh, it's weird. You yeah. have to go. It's an ex- interesting experience. It's, it's, it's difficult solo to, to constantly have to pay attention to all that stuff. Yeah. So I, I just always end up going offshore. Ooh. And uh, that's sort of my comfort zone. Yeah. If I, if I end up going up with a buddy of mine, um, when I head up to Maine, then I don't know. We may end up doing some intercoastal. Yeah. Just, when are you going to Maine? Uh, I typically leave. I look for my window at the end of May. Oh. So typically, most of the gales have have the frequency has slowed down quite a bit. Right. So, you know, last year we didn't get hit by anything, which was awesome. Um, every other time I've always gotten hit yeah. by stuff, but uh, and you they're know. getting worse. I mean, it was crazy. Some of them are, yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty interesting to watch. I I look at uh, Windy, the yeah. the forecasting yeah. app on my yeah. computer, and yeah. oh my gosh, just watching yeah. these things rip yeah. off the coast yeah. is crazy. I've got a a friend of mine that's, I think he's up in Oriental right now, yeah, and he different. just spent this last week when it was really windy for us. It was howling up there, yeah. and he's trying to make his way up to Maine. And he doesn't have a huge amount of experience, but he's he's moved Ooh. around on the boat quite a bit. Those um, are big waters. Yeah, I know. What well, of the United States? Right? That was one of the things I was sort of telling him. And... Yeah, I was saying, you know, there's a point where you can't be on the inside. You got to be on the outside. You're on Cape and Cod, right? Don't you? Uh, you can go through the Cape Cod oh, Canal. Oh, the Cape Cod Canal, right? But just Even once Atlantic City, those you, areas. You still have to be out there, yeah. and you know when when shit hits the fan, it can get pretty yeah, bad. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's no joke. Yeah. And the other thing about Maine is that you get up there, and you've only got a small window before you have to get out of there before right. it gets too cold and right. the gales are just constant. So you know you you can't just plan like oh I'll get up there and then we'll see how it yeah. goes. I mean that's one where you're like all right. This I'm going to make sure we're getting out of here. And yeah. yeah. We were planning on, we were thinking about going up to Maine possibly um, in the late summer after we get the school bus. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, instead of going in um, in the sailboat, we'll, we'll drive up. And then we'll just kayak out to those little islands. We're thinking like Penobscot area. Penobscot Bay is absolutely gorgeous. Are there a bunch of little islands that we could stay on land and then kayak too maybe take a tent and like uh well i'm i'm not 100 percent familiar with like cruising around there but from what i understand from everybody else that does it it's just amazing i mean there's coves everywhere 
you throw those little crab pots in and yeah. always be yanking food up. Yeah. And there's lots of little towns and little harbors and all sort of stuff. Yeah. I don't know how much actual like dockage there is. Well, we won't be going on the boat. Oh, oh, you we'll just go be going up. Oh, oh, and okay, then okay. Out into it. Yeah, you want to give us a little rundown on the the game plan here? <laughs> well, because this is really interesting. So glitter is up for sale, um, and she's a really nice boat if you want to live aboard. Yeah, and she's very competent out there. Yeah, is um, it is it on online or where can people find Craigslist. out? It's on it's Craigslist. It's on Craigslist in uh, Hilton Head, Beaufort area, and also in the Keys. Okay, and it's just what under Glimmer or what? Uh, glitter or Glitter? Uh, no, it's under Endeavor. She's a thirty-two Endeavor. Endeavor. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so, um, so anyway, we're gonna <laughs> either we're gonna sell her or we're gonna put her up on the hard, and we're buying a schoolie, and we're gonna build that out same way with um, you know solar panels and batteries. Yeah, and, like a full size school bus. Oh yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, if we can get one that's... We're looking for one of the handicapped ones that have it on the, the uh, starboard side, the back and the starboard side. Oh, okay. So it's sideways. We don't want it in the back. So we're thinking, you know, if we can have a lift that goes down and we could put a few motorbikes into it, either scooters or like um, just little... Oh, those dirt, little ruckus you know, type bikes. things. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, that Honda ruckus that, that he has. That, that Aaron there. has, cool. yeah. Um you know, get a couple of them, and then we just put them on the lift and pull them up and make, like, a, a workshop in the back of the bus. And then oh, cool. Bedroom, and then we're going to make some bunks for friends to come hang, and a sewing studio, and, um, you know, a, a chef's kitchen. I, we love to cook. I love to cook. Oh, my gosh. That's so, so awesome. And yeah. are you trying to – do you already have the bus? Nope. Oh, not we're yet. Looking. Okay. We're just hoarding cash. Waiting for the right one. Wow. We'll know it when we see it. What sort of budget do you have to have, at least just for the initial you purchase? Get a bus for five grand. Really? Yeah. That works? Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. You go to school districts. So you know they're maintained. You know their fleet maintained. Oh, true. I didn't even yeah. think about that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so what's the overall sort of game plan? Just hit the road and go yeah. wherever? Wow. Such a free spirit. It's really nice. We can just do whatever we want whenever we want to. Yeah. So. There's got to be a few places that are on the hit list, though. Uh, well, we have to f we have to get domicile somewhere. Oh, uh, like because Pennsylvania, we can't do that. We have to have a in order to have a license and. Um, oh, you've got to be a resident of yeah, a state, and we have to have like a brick and mortar address. Can you do that down in like Florida or something? So Florida is a good place to do domicile. Texas, Texas is actually cheaper, so we're gonna do Texas. Oh, okay. Uh, we're going to go to a place called Livingston, I think. There's a thing called uh, Escapee's RV Club. Mm. And uh, you can go there and stay there, and you can get a mailbox and create domicile there. And, um, you know, then you can get your license and get your vehicles registered. And right, it's right. It's all cheaper. And wow. then from there, you know, wherever. We'll go back to Pennsylvania, I guess, and hang out. My daughter's an organic farmer, her and her husband. Oh, uh, very cool. Yeah, they have a CSA. Eli knows who they are. How long have they been doing that? A couple of years now. Really? Yeah, so it's... Um, and that CSA, is that community... Community-supported agriculture. Right, so yeah. that, what does that exactly mean? Well, you sign up for a share, and you basically get a bag or a box of veggies once a week of whatever's growing in the fields. Right, right. And so you're... And you pay, like, a subscription, basically, right. for that. You pay in the beginning of the year so the farmer can... 
buy all the seeds and buy everything. Oh. And you pay for any labor if they need labor to help them. Right, right. Pay for their overhead. Well, because, yeah, I mean, uh, that's one of the things people don't realize that farmers, you know, they're basically gambling that they're going to have the right weather to be able to uh, get a good yield. So every year. That's part of the problem. Like when they, when the weather wipes them out and the government supports them, that becomes a whole different industry and it kind of hurts the small farmers. Right. I mean, because they're not getting any of that money. No, 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 it's the big, big ones. Yeah. Well, and that monocropping is really, I mean. It's really bad. You go down a rabbit hole on that one. Right. I mean, like like pretty much everything you eat from the grocery store, if you're buying veggies, doesn't, barely has nutritional value anymore because our soil is shit. Yeah. Yeah. Going to farmer's markets. There's just so many. Yeah. So you support, yeah. Support your local farmer. I know. I'm going to go to the one downtown this Saturday. Oh, yeah. The farmer's market here is great. I need some more cauliflower. I've been getting into making pizzas with that. And there's a kid, that kid, he's like 16 or 17. He's always by himself with a small table, and he only has two or three things, broccoli, collards, and two weeks ago he had romaine. Oh, really? Yeah. And that's (laughs) it. Like, he's helping his, it's his family that has the farm, and so. Oh, okay. And he brings it, you know. We were were talking with him one day, and I I said, so what do you really want to do? Do you want to, you know, farm with your family? He's like, yeah, it's great. He said, but. I'd really like to be a skateboard pro. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, don't do that. Because the farms will always be there, you know. Go do the skateboard thing. And then yeah, hopefully it'll yeah. always be there. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, so, um, yeah, my daughter, can I, can I plug her? Uh, heck yeah, are you kidding me? <laughs> I have no sponsors. Oh, good. I, have, are, um, I have two patrons who uh, help Love support Rose the thing. CSA. And they're out of, um, I guess, Langhorne, Pennsylvania. They're at Playwicky Park now. Okay. It's a, a municipal park in, I guess it's Langhorne. I'm not quite sure. I think it is. So get on out there and support them. Love grows. They're doing good things. Yeah. This year they're uh, they're doing a, I think they're doing a share for seedlings. Like you can buy your seedlings from them instead of going to Home Depot or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. How did they uh, acquire the land? They didn't, and that's okay. So that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> um, I'm not even going to speak on that because I know I'll, I'll get things wrong. Oh, okay, but, gotcha. Uh, gotcha. My daughter is, and Brad are, Elsa and Brad, they're very it, land ownership in Pennsylvania and specifically in the county we're in in Bucks County. It's a very affluent, wealthy county. Yeah. And land is unattainable for small farmers, unless, right? Unless it's a family thing or. Oh, and, and somebody wants to do it as like a project. Your entire life, if you happen to have the money to put down for a down payment, right? It's, it's unattainable. Hmm. Um, and they're committed to trying because they're both born and raised in Bucks County, and they're committed to making you know to stay there in their community and feed their community because that's what it's about, really. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, I think I think pandemic should have made it quite clear to everybody that you know that food security our, our all our securities are gone in a second oh yeah as soon day. as those ships stop everything and, uh, changes and it, yeah you know nobody does gardens anymore nobody knows how to put up food nobody you know people eat food out of boxes that they just have to heat up like they don't even know how to cook anymore you know yeah you know it's interesting it's um 
it's those pros and cons of a society and how far well and i i think too when you when you have more institutions like these csas and stuff like that that also helps sort of bring a community together it makes people have and form these relationships and you get really good food dare i say it makes us less divided uh, yeah, <laughs> I hope so. Which is a pretty no, hot right. topic. Be- no, well, you're right, because um, if you want to, you know, let's say we all just go back five, six, seven, eight, fifteen, twenty 15, years ago, you know, and we just want to, like, talk to people and find out what they're into and who they're, you know, and don't ask those questions. Don't bring the politics into it. Yeah, know? yeah. Then you can go back to a point at which you find common ground with people well and i i still remember being able to just have conversations uh about politics and you know sort of sharing ideas and being like oh yeah Yeah. well you know that's good instead of just again what you see you know mostly on the internet because it's rare i i mean i've seen a couple of people get in pretty heated yeah discussions and stomp away in different directions when they get into politics but that's rare but when you look on the internet i mean it's 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 constant because it's people trying to show you that yeah and it's i don't know you know it's a weird comparison but uh this past week i um i hired a girl i contracted with a girl to do uh um a personal be a personal trainer oh okay i'm losing my strength i'm losing my balance and that's an age thing mm-hmm. you know um you know when you work full time and i've always had manual jobs um i've always kept myself in really good shape and strong and i'm noticing that you know being on the boat i'm losing my balance like sometimes i fall in the companion way thank god i don't live on this boat oh uh, <laughs> i got a pretty steep companion way <laughs> well, you, know. you have all those steps we only have two right so if right. you fall at least your leg can stretch out and hit the floor <laughs> <laughs> i'll put pillows down next time you yeah, come over so i've like <laughs> fallen into the boat like twice on this trip already oh geez yeah and you know so um i'm i'm oh i forgot what i see i did it again I'm sorry. I do this all the time. No, I usually no, can get back fine. to where I was. Uh, the comparison of hiring the personal trainer. I don't remember where I was going with that. Do you? No. So, no. Yeah. That's all right, though. No, sorry. it's all good. So anyway, anyway this, I, maybe I'll think of it if not. But this girl's a great girl, and she's getting me into shape so that I can be stronger on the boat. Okay. What sort of um, stuff are you doing? Oh, she's got me just doing glutes and hamstrings. Oh, okay. For the past couple days. So that's all stuff you can just do on the boat. That was the goal, was to ask her to work out some plans with me so that I could do it on the boat. Right, or right. Or in any other small space, like our schoolie. It's it's definitely important. I mean, yeah. you know, I in the Caribbean, I would see it all the time in Anchorages. You know, yeah. every morning there'd yeah. be couples that are up, like, yeah. doing all sorts of little cardio Absolute stuff up on the bow. Yeah. yeah. I do, I do some stuff down here, but, I mean, for me... I just I just want to run. I love love yeah. running. I like paddleboarding as well. You Those were are... out yesterday. Were you out paddleboarding yesterday? Uh, yeah, a little yeah. bit. I I try and go every day. Do about two and a half miles. Really? In both, yeah. Wow. Um, it goes you know just around the marsh here, yeah. but that's cool. It all depends. You know, sometimes it's nice to have other people with me. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's nice to do it by yeah. myself because yeah. then you sort of just focus on it, yeah. and I think you work out a little harder when it's just you. Yeah, because you can do what you want. You don't have to worry about anybody keeping up with you. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. it is I, that is one thing I will say about boats is they have a tendency to make you sit a lot. Yeah. 
and not constantly be moving around right. because you're in such an enclosed space. I mean, there's plenty of times where, especially when it was cold this winter, where I'd be down here kind of going from sitting there to laying in here. my bunk to sitting over yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. stand up to make yeah. a sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it gets but, interesting. So what, if, if anybody were to ask you sort of how, or maybe, yeah, how, how can I do what you're doing? What would you tell them? What would be your, your, oh, man. your golden ticket of advice? Well, so I just had this conversation with somebody yesterday. My first bit of advice would be to um, get a notebook, a literal notebook, and start writing down what you think the pros and cons are to living in a small space. Like a boat or a van or a bus. Right. Yeah. And then immediately cut your expenses. So take away those things, the lattes, the clothes, the, all those things you're used to doing, the extra uh, cable, the extra channels, the extra, all the stuff that you have if you have an apartment. You're right. Stop buying all that stuff. Get rid of all those subscriptions, the magazines, everything. Yeah. And then you have to physically go do that, right? Physically get rid of the clothes, the shoes, the magazines, the devices. Yeah, empty out the content or the closets right. and, and all that. And get to a point where you feel like you're safe financially. Where if you had to go and schlep beer or eggs, you know, would you be able to afford the stuff you still have? Right, right, right. Right. Um, and at that point, I mean, there's just so much. I think the main thing is what it does to your mind out here. Like... Once you leave, you are immediately, once you put the key in the ignition or you set sail, once you leave, you are literally not the same person. Oh, yeah. There's a whole feeling. And you have to be prepared for. It's a little scary. It, yeah. it can be, but it, it's also, it's, it's, it's exciting. It's exhilarating. Yeah, that's the best word, exhilarating. Yeah, because, you know, it's, this gets me a little emotional when I think about it. But it's, this is that thing that everybody wants to know about themselves. Who am I? Why am I here? Yeah, yeah. What can yeah. I, yeah. Like, so if you want to figure that out, just go out and do something crazy and figure out what you're, what you're capable of. What you, you are can... getting emotional. No, yeah. right? Isn't it crazy? Yeah, yeah. Like, who are you? Like what, like, what things can you withstand emotionally, physically, emergencies? You know, like, what happens if you're sailing with a partner? What happens if something happens to that yeah, person? Yeah, yeah. Have you thought about that? You know? There's a lot. That's it's, kind of scary to well, think about. Not, I, mean, I don't mean to, I don't mean to be the Debbie Downer about it, but I no, mean, it's no, just no. like it's so fascinating that you are literally not the same person yeah. when you leave. No, that's true. You know, and that you have to, my biggest struggle is sometimes you have to be silent. Like, sh go out there, turn the key, take off, and shut the hell up. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. just listen and watch. Just immerse Learn yourself how to assimilate. in the experience. Well, immerse and assimilate. You know, I think we have so many problems with people not understanding other people because they just don't. You know, most of us can't say to somebody, "I understand how you feel." Oh, and actually don't. mean it. Yeah. Unless you've actually encountered that, or you are that person, or you've had the exact set of circumstances, which never happens. Right. Right. You can't understand at all ever what anybody's been through. No. Oh, that's for sure. Well, and and you know, whenever people give somebody a hard time or they're like oh right. i don't know what's wrong with that person honestly that's you gotta remember struggle i have yeah. so many set ideas in my head about things are about the way things are right um 
that's the thing I struggle with the most. Well, so and that I see you things never that I immediately know. say are like, oh, this must be this, and then I find out that it's com- completely not that, yep. and I should have just shut the hell up. And well, I I think yeah. my biggest thing was just knowing that some people are going through things Everybody's that you have no things. idea about. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And I honestly, I think that's one of the the really sort of bad, bad things that come out of stuff like social media yeah. is, you know, you've got these people and it looks like, wow, they're everything is absolutely best. But in reality, yeah, but there's a lot of room out there for being authentic for to use a catch word. Oh, know? there definitely you, could be. If yeah. you decided to uh, go out there and say, all right this is this, this is what it is. And this is how I'm feeling about it. And this is, you know, and you, and you talk to people about it. You're going to have a shit ton of people that you don't know that are going to offer up their opinions and their experiences. And, you know, and just like talking to friends or talking to counselors or, you know, I mean, we need to keep talking to each other. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's strange though. I, I gotta tell you, I mean, when I look at terrible, I agree. Well, when I look at, people's comments on some of the videos and stuff that I do, some of these these just strings where yeah. just one person will say something yeah. that's kind of normal and then somebody will dig right into them. Right. And that starts this right. snowball right. effect and right. you're just thinking to yourself, why? These two people Don't are arguing over <laughs> and this is a video of me sailing? Like what's the... Well, it's it kind of interesting. It's kind of sad in a way when you think about it because they got nobody else to pick on but you as a stranger. Well, no, they're not picking really on... give a shit. They're picking on each other. Well, yeah. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm like the innocent bystander yeah. and all this. I don't know. I It's one of those things like I, I like... I like what social media can do. I like how it can connect people. I love living people. this lifestyle and having having this tool available. Yeah, to us. exactly. It's really cool. Yeah. Do you do you post anything? Um, we used to. I, I'm that. Oh man, I'm that person that just. I have like 800 million ideas. Right, right. You got to get that notebook t- out. I do. It's ridiculous. Like when we left, I actually left some on my notebooks because I'm like, oh, stop. Just yeah, right. I, I exhaust myself. You I clean out the notebook a little. I can't take it. <laughs> like, stop. Stop thinking of these things. They're never going to happen. You know, um, I just have these like, oh, I'm going to design this and we're going to do that. And wouldn't this be cool? And what if we could get all these people together and we make that like I have this whole notebook idea of um, and it's been a tiny living thing mm-hmm. for probably 20 years. Like I've always thought like, like the, the commune that everybody makes fun of. I'm thinking that's ridiculous. Right. But, right. but in a modern day you have LLCs, you have people that are used to working from home. You have people that are gig, you know, used to working people your age, you're used to doing gigs because yeah, yeah. to get a job, retire, get a pension doesn't exist anymore. Right. So you're used to this. You're used to hustling for things. And I always thought, wouldn't it be cool if you just like got a bunch of property and you develop this like web of LLCs where people could just kind of like if you're a sole proprietor, you always get dinged on your taxes worse than if you're a multi-member LLC, right? Right. So, and the nice thing with those is that you can make up the rules, right? So let's say the guy next to you, he's your buddy. You know, and you put him on as a member, but he has absolutely no rights to the money, to the anything, which is allowed. Yeah. You decide what his role is within the company, right? Oh, so you like make so a compound. So you get the advantages of having multi-member LLCs, but the person can't take anything from you as long as you set it up properly. You set the rules up properly. Right, and then, right. And then you have a web of these people. 
So you have a farmer that wants to farm the land, which is now you've got, you can train people. So you get multi- multiple income streams based on a lot of people, right? So yeah, you can, yeah. You can farm the land and you're getting food from them. They're also making money because they're farming and selling, right? You can also do like a permaculture thing where you do internships where people can come in and learn how to live off grid. And so... You know, they pay a thousand dollars for a week, and you have a bunkhouse, and they come in, and then you have a woodworking shop, and so now the woodworker can make his own money or her own money, but they can also support the community if shit needs to be built. You know, you can use the shop, or you can help with labor, or you can teach people, or right. You know, and then you have these things where you can start to work with people that are like maybe people that have been in prison before. You know, give them a place to come and live, and they can be. Our prisons don't rehabilitate people; they just throw them away. And tell them that they're pieces of shit for the rest of their lives. You know what I mean? But you can have people come to this farm and you can learn how to woodwork. Maybe you can learn how to butcher. Maybe you can learn how to be a leather worker. You could learn. You could work in the office. You could do, you know, Airbnb. You could learn, you know, have little things, little huts on the property that you can Airbnb. And so there's all these opportunities for people yeah. to live together, work together, contribute, and you all benefit and i know that that sounds everybody tells me that's la la land okay you're living in la la land whatever Ah, to me it seems you find the right people you find the right place and you don't even have to know like you know i think the hardest part is like holding people to their word or having the contracts or people change you know maybe they think it's great and they buy in and something happens and they can't do it anymore right you know so you have to think of everything how do people buy out yeah. What are you willing to offer? If they, you know. Yeah, because I, I mean, yeah. Sends, you always have an exit plan. Make sure you have Got to be able to pay for the property and the infrastructure, right. basically. You know, people you are need. having kids, so you have a daycare on board. You have right. people that can, you know, you make a legit daycare and you homeschool these people. and. That's true. You know what I mean? But you make sure that you're not some, like, weird cult thing where you just keep people on the property. And <laughs> you know yeah, as soon mean? as like, one guy starts wearing his yeah, Ray-Ban no. sunglasses during <laughs> right, the day, right, it's right. usually... Yeah, uh, <laughs> too much cocaine. Right now we're in trouble. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. You no, know. I've I've thought about that too. I mean, you know, in the, in the summertime, I, I typically, if I go to Michigan for, like, a month or more, I, I go and, like, camp. I have a couple big tents that right. are... I actually, I would say that my camp, because I have two tents, I have more room there than I do on this boat. Right. And it's, I yeah, have a do. couple solar panels just yeah. so I have electricity, but, yeah. um, you know, it's it's very basic. My entertainment is music or the bonfire. Right. And, and I love it. Right. I absolutely right. love it. Right. Just, I've always thought, though, it'd be so cool to be able to have, like, ten tents and then be able to have all sorts of people yeah. there yeah. and enjoy all that time. I don't think I could do it, you know year round or anything but so i have another thing that i've been thinking about can can our, uh, can we take a break sure <laughs> i have to pee so bad oh yeah yeah no worries <laughs> i'm no an worries. old lady <laughs> you can keep it rolling if you want, if you want no worries no else. i'll just pause it right here and we are back after yeah. a short Yay. break so let me present you first with the book thank you I there can't you wait go to read thank it. you for the presents they were they were really i hope you get good use out of them i'm sure i will so we like i so on board matt made me um a shelf that uh comes out about 12 inches off of it was it's the table that was there that folded up and and uh, bolted against the wall of the head oh okay yeah so he built a shelf that comes out about 12 inches that's about i guess i don't know 
maybe maybe 24 inches wide, where yeah. as wide as the table would have been. Oh, okay. And and then we cut the table down and reinstalled the piano hinge so that the table can come down from the shelves. But when it closes, it closes up all the shelves. So when we're underway, all the stuff stays there. Oh, right, 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 yeah. So that's my sewing studio. I have a sewing machine in there. I have fabric in there. Uh, we have two sewing machines on board. Oh, nice. And, um, I've got the old Sailrite. Yeah, we have our Sailrite. Yep. And um, so we call our we call the business so out of here. We're we're so out of here. I like it. We're so out of here. And you know we make stuff. I make stuff. It's an impulse. Matt's happy to just sit and contemplate life, and I'm just like. Yeah, I've got to do something. Got to, got to, got to. Yeah. Well, that's that's a good trait to have on a boat because there's always a million things that need to be done. Yeah, but I don't want to do any of those things. <laughs> I just want to do I'm what like, I want to do. I want to crochet and make jewelry and, <laughs> and sew and, um, yeah. So, anyway, he entertains me. It's kind of funny. And he built me this sewing studio on there, and it works great. So, we make stuff like that. That's very um, cool. Very cool. I'm going to have to find a good spot for it. I get fabric from uh, thrift stores, or if they're projects that I'm working on, I keep everything, and I just use it down till it's nothing. Like, yeah, yeah. And if it, once it finally gets down to bits, then it becomes stuffing. Oh, right, for, for another things. project, right? Yeah, and then that way you don't have to throw any. Well, is, how much places. of, like, your Bimini's and and We did all Covers, that. you did all of it? Yeah, okay. yeah, we, um, so... When I started sailing with Matt and being on the boat more with him, um, I, I couldn't figure out why, what purpose a Dodger serves. I mean, I, I understand what purpose a Dodger serves, but right. it's so small. And you can't, when you're in the cockpit and you're sometimes, you know, especially the way our boat was built, you couldn't see, you could barely see through. Like the glass, the clear was all faded and... Yeah, frosted. Yeah, you know, and so you either had to, like, look up on either side and look above it, and it was a pain in the ass, and you didn't have any, you know, you get out there, and you're sailing, and you're soaked. Yeah. Because there's no, he had a Bimini, but but no just Dodger. the Bimini. Right. Yeah, and he had the Dodger, but, you know, they're not together, so. Anyway, uh, you know, we were watching the typical YouTube sailing channels, and one of them has a, a hard top on their boat that they built themselves, so we started thinking about, you know, on this voyage, why don't we take off the Bimini or take off the Dodger and make a hard top. Yeah. So we debated for weeks how we're going to do it. We're drawing it out and we're like arguing. No, it should be this way. No, it should be this way. Three quarter inch ply. No, No, it's got to be quarter inch and three layers so that we can bend (laughs) it, you know, and we can laminate it and clamp it. Oh my God, the whole thing. Hence why I'm a solo sailor. (laughs) What do I want to do? Okay. So one of our friends, you know, sat there, Tony, he sat there watching us. <laughs> and one day he says to me, "Why don't you just make a, like a another bimini, and just bend the frame and sew another thing, and you know be done with it?" And I was like, "Genius!" <laughs> so we did. Yep. And it's kind of cool. So now we have like seven feet wide by like fourteen feet. We have like a yeah. Oh, you got really. It's a lot of room. I know. I mean, when I'm obviously I have this big rain yeah. or the yeah, sunshade, oh, but uh, obviously I've only used that out at sea uh, once or twice. Oh, you can't when you're running. You can't. No, but this I, we had it up. We had it in the Chesapeake. We got yeah. Oh yeah. I've I've control. got a tiny one that unrolls 
to get to the Dodger, but I needed to make sure that when it got really bad, everything could be taken yeah. down. Yeah. And oh, yeah. That includes even the solar panels. They're with three screws. I can take those off completely. Wow. But that's, I mean, that's literally, you know, hurricanes yeah, coming. Yeah, you're hardcore. Yeah, yeah, so. If a hurricane's coming, we're like in a hidey hole somewhere. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Wait, we think there's weather 100 miles away. That's okay, we'll just stay here. Um, yeah, we're not trying to, we're not trying to go out there and take awesome pictures and tell everybody we're amazing sailors. We're just out. That's not what it's about. Right. We're just, no, you know, it's about... Like, the actual just adventure of right. of doing it and right. seeing new places We're and testing yourself. We're just going to see yourself. what we can see, and the sailboat just happens to be the vehicle at the time. There you go. So until, until it turns into the school. Well, it was going to be a U-Haul because those are pretty cheap, too. They're like five yeah. grand. Oh, you know, okay, you yeah. You could cut through the cab and the box. Right, you can put like windows, you can do whatever you and want. And then they have that mom's attic thing, so that could be your bed. So you like put some plywood oh. there and bring it out a little further, and then underneath there could be like closets yeah. or your little kitchen or you know your toilet with your compost toilet in there. Right, right. You know what I mean? That'd be plenty of room. It may be small. Oh yeah, but you. I, it's the same size as those van lifer people with the, with the. You know those. Yeah, with their just like sort of regular utility vans. Yeah, what and are stuff. they called? Yeah, who knows? Well. So, you know, we're going to do that. And then, like I said, we're just going to go around. And I think now that things are opening up again, we're going to start doing that thing where we're going to go to music festivals. And then we're going to go hit coasts like here. A lot of people aren't going to do that. now. Like, it's really really been uh, helpful to us to see the coastlines of all these and these little tiny towns that you wouldn't go to. Yeah, they're they're not right off the interstate. Right. I mean, they're interesting if you're... A sailor but they're not really interesting if you're yeah if you're landlocked it's sort of like hmm. yeah so look at all those boats out we there. like those ports and stuff so we'll you know we'll keep hanging out and going to those places um and checking them out yeah but then we're gonna go hike and we're gonna you know do whatever i don't know that's so cool that's so cool yeah so like i thought it would be neat like if we don't sell the boat or maybe a couple of years down the road if we have another boat that um matt can just go to the Bahamas, go sail, get some crew. Everybody wants to go to the islands, you know. He'll oh, be, yeah. he'll be able to get crew easy. Yeah. And then I'll either fly there or I'll just I'll just do something else in the schoolie for a couple months, you know. I figure I'll get a bunch of old lady girlfriends and yeah, all go my, have all some my friends from when we were little. The you know, Thelma and Louise I've, action. The ladies I've collected along the way, <laughs> and we'll just go yeah. out and see if we can, you know, just make sure we don't get arrested and do nice things or stupid. I don't know. I I mean. Yeah, it's all up in the air. And you always have to think about making money, so there's that always that in the back of your head. Like, yeah, it sounds like you're pretty industrious when it comes yeah. to that. I, mean, I thought it'd be cool to do like retreats, you know. So, I have a lot of really talented friends. So, hey, why don't you come? And then we can offer a retreat with whatever your specialty is. If you're right. a yogi or you're an artist or you're, you know, whatever. And then you know you have two or three people extra that would come on board that would be able to sleep in and and you just and I thought me you know you offer them tents so they don't have to sleep with you on top you know yeah yeah it's crowded right right and then I I don't know there's just so many ways I mean I, you know you had asked me before like what are the things if I'm going to tell somebody you know list your strengths and weaknesses also in that notebook remember oh yeah yeah and not. Don't list them as if they're money-making endeavors. Just list your strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. Right? Because some of them are going to help you make money. And others, you need to know 
you need to know what your weaknesses are. You need to, like, this is that time when we were saying, you know, you're a completely different person. You got to look in the mirror. And if you can stare yourself in the eyes and say, okay. Right. And be 100% honest with yourself. I know who you are. Yeah. And I know what we're dealing with. And this is what we have. And this is, you know, because those, I think it's just natural for those challenges in life to hit you up based on your biggest weakness. It's like, okay, now you're going to learn this lesson. Yeah, yeah. Whether right. you like it or not. <laughs> here you go. What are you going to do now? <laughs> you know, and you just sit there and you're like, okay. Because you can insulate yourself from that. Oh, you can easily do that. Yeah. I mean, you can you can sort of get a job that you can put up with yep. and pay rent and yep. sort of dance around a lot of the, yep. the real challenges of life. But I don't know. I find those challenges to be the most rewarding experiences yeah. People always ask me why, why, why did I go around the world? Why did I, why you know, risk all that, spend all that money? It's because it's an experience of a lifetime. And humans have been doing this forever. I mean, think how long people took a boat, put fabric on there, and like started. Can you imagine that first point at which you like sail away from land and then you can no longer and see no it? Longer see nuts? it. I know. I couldn't even <laughs> imagine. Right? And that's and one did. of my favorite things to do, but right. only because you I know where I am. Yeah. Exactly. Can you imagine doing that? Not knowing like all of a sudden, hey, we can't see land anymore. That's okay, we're gonna keep going. Yeah, right. It's crazy. It is. Yeah. It's definitely crazy. Yeah. But it's wonderful. Yeah. And that's the thing, like that's the best part about it is that everybody acts so scared, but like honestly, what's the worst that can happen to you? Well, you sink and you die, but like, well, no, you know, if you're sailing, you know. but I mean, if you just decide to go off and do something <laughs> nuts, I'm going to go live in a school bus or I'm going to get in my car and, you know, like, what's the worst that's going to happen? Like, yes, you could have a freak accident. Well, obviously. sure. That can happen anywhere, anytime. But honestly, what's the worst that's going to happen? Yeah. You run out of money and you hate it. So then you go home. Yep. And you get an apartment, you get the stupid job again, you do it all over again where you're comfortable. But at least you've then taken on the challenge. Right. You've you've gone out right. and seen seen what it is. And now at least you can put to bed the fact that you for a little while wanted to do it. And you yeah. never have to say to yourself, yeah. Man, I wish yeah. I would have at least yeah. tried. Yeah. So Yeah, I mean I did it when I was younger. I I joined the military and I took off. Yeah. So what what was what was going on with that? Well I lived in Levittown and suburban, you know, first suburbia right it was where is that levittown pennsylvania it was oh, the okay. very first suburb in our country oh right, right right so i went to a really great school district but most of my friends uh were college bound you know and it was like yeah it's great we used to skip school and get high and we wouldn't go and you know we'd go over to jersey and buy bottles of boone's farm and go to the parks and just kind boone's of farm <laughs> i remember that stuff <laughs> and um you know, and then we all graduated, and um, it got to be, like, August, and all my friends left for college, and I was like, now what do I do? Yeah, what do I do now? Yeah, so I had a bar. I had a job in a shitty bar, schlepping beer, and then I had a job at a kiosk selling, like, yogurt-covered raisins and that kind of thing at the mall. You know, it was stupid. And one day I was going to that job, and I passed an Air Force recruiter, so I just walked in, and... And they scheduled me to take a test, and you know, and I took the test, and they're like, "Oh, cool, take this test." And I took, so they said, "Pick what job you want based on the tests I took." So I, I picked interpreter, because I went to the UN one time when I was a kid, and I thought it would be neat to be an interpreter, and I didn't know. Who knows what they want to be? Right. Like, oh oh yeah. Just put me on the spot. What do you want to do? I'm like, I don't know. Get out of Levittown. <laughs> yeah. <a> job? Right. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I went in as an interpreter and then ended up as a med tech and got to go live in Europe for a while. And that that changed everything. 
Oh, I'll bet. Just seeing a little bit of the big wide world changes a lot of people. Everything. Yeah. Wow. Changed everything. Like, I, I would not be... I would be a different version of the person I am. Right, right. Now. You know, because... I mean, I've met, I met people there that, uh, that had ideas and read books and looked completely like nobody had ever met before. Yeah. It was completely different. You know, I'm immersed in a world where they speak a completely, and German to boot, not even like Spanish. Something yeah, yeah. you could figure out, right? Right. You can sort of get by with that, but with German, yeah. yeah I can only imagine. It was great. It was awesome. Well, I think that goes without saying. I mean, you know, when you throw yourself out there, yeah. it's really gonna, it's, yeah. I always said it's it's the stuff that actually sort of builds character in a person yeah, is yeah. when you're willing to just take a chance, figure out what you want to tr- try and do, right. and just do it. Right. Just get out there. Yeah, yeah. There's so much more I I want to do. Um, it's never too late. And that's I, yeah, for sure. and I've kept a list for a long time, and there the list is based on um, what I'm physically able to do at any point in my life. So I have like my really old lady list. Oh, nice! Wow, so, you're really right. So when I'm preemptive, not, well, because yeah, I want. I mean, I want to learn. I want to play the piano again. I want to learn languages again. I want to do, you know. But I'm not gonna like sit and play the piano when I could be out learning how to free dive or right, right. I can't free dive when I'm 90, but True. I can. I can do that now. No, that's interesting. It's making me think that you know, it's, it's been a long time since I've actually written a list out like that. I mean, I I still remember a couple of years ago coming back to my parents' house and finding an envelope that had a letter <laughs> that I wrote to myself when I was 30. Really? And it's, uh, it talked about, basically, it said, you better have already hiked the Appalachian Trail, <laughs> and you better, if you haven't sailed around the world, you better still be working yeah. towards that goal. Yeah. Or at least got out there a little bit. Yeah. yeah, and I had already done both of them, mm-hmm. so I was sort of like, oh, that's so cool. That's only two things on the list, man. There's yeah, so those, well, but just the sail took five years I of preparation yeah, and, and all that sort of stuff. I but. Know. Yeah, no, I, I do. I need to go uh I need to go back onto the list and, yeah. and yeah. see. Yeah. When I was younger all I wanted to do was work in the Caribbean and I did that for ten go. years. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, that'd be interesting. Like we you know, we last year we were down in Key Largo and we worked at a sailing club there. Um, mm. the Key Lime Sailing Club. Oh, shout out Key Lime. Yeah, they're a great place. So he's got uh a bunch of old fishing cottages on the property. And oh neat. If you know how to sail. Or you take classes there because they have a sailing school there on site. Um, with your room rate, you also get a 22-foot Catalina at your, for your use. At your oh, disposal. wow. And not just anyone. Like, it's not like, oh, you have to sign up and there's only four of them. And if you sign up early enough, like each room has, has their own boat. So everybody who goes there, basically everybody who goes there sails. Yeah. And um, it's really nice. It's just this wonderful little place that by the time you get down to the bay you can no longer hear the traffic at route one right right it's just really quiet oh that's um, neat and we were there during when they you know when the when the pandemic started so mid-march they shut the islands down and you couldn't go there unless you um, lived or worked there Mm. Um, so you know you got 100 miles of florida keys with just the residents and yeah all to yourself it was amazing wow yeah it was great yeah, so we, you know, That's he cool. couldn't have guests, so we, you know, we 
ripped up carpets and laid floors and we replaced windows and doors and painted and built take advantage of the time yeah yeah because before you can't i mean he was busy all the time such a great place yeah oh it's so cool yeah wow and that's it's like yeah he's got into that place yeah well you know what he he always hires travelers like that's his thing like he you know if you want an introduction to the keys to see if you want to live there or you can live there Mm -hmm. like that he's a good first stop because he'll pay you if you go and you work and you're not an asshole and you don't, you know, you don't be a jerk. Steal stuff. Yeah. He's good Free to base good uh, to his, drugs. Right. He's good to his <laughs> guests. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He pays you every week. Every week. You never have to worry. He gets paid. Nice. Yeah. It's a nice, it's a nice gig. Hmm. And, um, you know, it's only two hours to Key West, which is good because you don't want to spend too much time there. Right. You can get too drunk and spend a lot of money in Key West. That's what happens in the Caribbean, too. <laughs> if you can, I when I got dropped out, the first time I got down there was on a yacht delivery, and the this other guy who was on the crew who had been down there quite a bit, and I was staying to work on the boat. He said, "Listen, if you can stay sober until noon, you're gonna make money down yeah. here." Yeah. But most people can't. Right. And I was like, okay. And I understand what he said after yeah. living there for so long. It's amazing. And it's so- pretty pretty easy. Yeah, and if you don't mind living, I mean, there's people that live off in the mangroves. They just have these sailboats that they basically sleep on, but they hang out on islands with other people, and they have tents out there, and they've got picnic tables, and right, yeah, everybody just hangs out on these islands, these and then they go into their jobs as service people somewhere, right? They're either working on fishing boats, or they're working in a restaurant, yeah, or in housekeeping, you know, and then so you, you see them kayak in or dinghy in and then there's always bikes chained to fences and right bikes and they go to work it's pretty neat it's simple really, living it's i'm really telling you it's not bad and like if there's people doing that here in the united states i can't even imagine what it's like in the rest of the world because you don't you know once you start living on the fringe then you start noticing other people and you start noticing things that but for the most part people that live on the fringe go they're basically invisible they go unnoticed yeah i mean so you can go to the grocery store and stuff and you just go in and you get your groceries and nobody knows the way you live right yeah i mean you could be standing behind somebody that lives in the woods right across the street yeah but each like other, a tree for each it. other you notice each other yeah yeah exactly right? have you ever noticed that yeah 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 you go to a store and you're like oh like oh hey <laughs> that guy looks like he's on yeah, a yeah. boat yeah, yeah. You and can see tell by their backpacks wearing, you can tell by the type of shoes they wear he's wearing, he's wearing gill boots right in how the many summertime. layers of clothing they have on because <laughs> yeah, you can't right. have winter and summer clothes you just have to like layer everything exactly away. yep that's <laughs> the way to do it oh they got four layers of leggings on yeah they're living on a boat <laughs> <laughs> all right well we are getting deep into the time yeah yeah this has been an absolute pleasure though a lot of fun. I can't thank you enough oh, for we'll coming on. Again. Is there anything else you want to plug, or do you want to just remind oh, people about? I know I... Wait. I had, uh... Get the notes out. Very responsible. I'm well, yeah. Um, so, uh, I don't really know this person, but out of the two boats that we saw when we were coming down the Delaware to the Chesapeake to the CND Canal, yeah, there was a guy that. From across the river, I knew his boat. I had seen it before. He's got a hashtag on the side of it. And I'm like, oh, uh, he's, he's floaty boat. Floaty Hasht- boat. Hashtag floaty boat. And he's from Riverside, New Jersey. And like he was, we were cruising along. That was the first person that we kind of met. Oh, really? there. Yeah. You know, we met a lot of people on the way. And um, one of those is, oh, where did I put her name? 
Oh no! I wrote it and now I can't find it. I think I I I must have seen something. He's got a white boat with big red letters on the side of it called Floaty Boat, and he has. Uh, I don't think he's doing YouTube. I think he's just doing like Instagram. So then there was a young lady we met in um, Beaufort, North Carolina, mm-hmm. and she has. She's from New York City, and she's. Does she's a graphic artist and she has a site called The Ludist. The Ludist. L e w d i s t. Okay. Um, beautiful artwork. It's it's, I guess, soft porn sort of, but not offensive. But it's just beautiful. And right. I want. I would love. When she told me about it, she's like, mm, "You might not want to look at it." And once I did, it was just gorgeous. Right. Just, right. Yeah. So I wanted to. Um, yeah, and then our home, our hometown. If this is stupid, but WXPN, in our hometown. WXPN. WXPN. It's our public radio station, and them, they are uh, one of the coolest public radio stations in the country. You know, they're always giving voice to new artists. Yeah. And like people that you hear if you listen to the radio, and you, all of a sudden you hear some obscure person come up. You know, they've been getting play already. Right. For right. Six months. You know, they've been traveling around, putting in the, putting in the hours. In the time, yeah. I I love the radio. I when I'm in a car, I yeah. typically if I'm not listening to an audio book, I am I'm just flipping through terrestrial radio. Yeah. Just because I like to I like to hear what they're listening to yeah. in Kentucky. Yeah. Or and you know obviously you run through the top yeah. forty a lot, yeah. but I don't know. I've always found it's yeah. pretty cool. One of the favorite ones that we found along the way was uh, WDNA in Miami. WDNA, WDNA huh? in Miami, and they do a lot of Latin, Cuban, American. There's this DJ on there, this girl. She's called DJ Swanky. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. All right. I'm sure there's more, but that's okay. Yeah, no worries. Well, who knows? Maybe we'll do another one. You never yeah, know. Let's do another one. I'm always here. <laughs> well, thank We're you leaving, so. so much again for the presence. And, Thanks uh, for the book. Yeah. Uh, Everybody, thanks for tuning in and listening. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoy the podcast and want to support it, just go to podbean.com and you can become a patron and keep the show on the air. Also, if you like the music at the beginning, the album is called Deep Teal and the artist is Adrian Edson. It's available on Amazon Music. And if you want the full story of the trip around the world, the book, the Kindle book, and the audiobook can all be found on Amazon.com, Sailing into Oblivion, the solo nonstop voyage of the Mighty Sparrow. Fair winds and following seas.